Welcome into the Legend Rewind podcast. I'm Rusty Ellis, and this week I sat down with former Clark Range baseball and basketball player, as well as current York Institute Dragonettes girls basketball head coach Michael Green, to discuss his playing career with the Buffaloes in both baseball and basketball, what he learned and how he got into coaching to begin with, and a little bit about his current stint with the Dragonettes. Without further ado, let's get started. All right, Coach Green, so first thing we'll start with, what sport did you start playing first, baseball or basketball? Where did you start? Uh, Early childhood baseball, Uh, I guess T-ball. My dad coached me T-ball, minor league, little league, all that, (laughs) all the way up. Helped out with – Helped out with my high school team. I played baseball at Clark Range, and uh, I guess I couldn't. Uh, my first basketball game, I, I was at Allard. I was going to school at Allard down the road, and uh, second grade. I think I was second grade. It's called Tiny Tots at the time. <laughs> uh, I remember. The only thing I can remember much is I didn't get in hardly any. Uh, Gary Knatzer was coaching, and uh, I had to. I couldn't shoot the ball. You know, with two hands, I had to baseball throw it to get it up there, and uh, which just amazes me about my kids. They can both get it there since they've been like forward. But I was like second grade, having to sling it with one arm. But uh, getting start a running start too. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Double dribbling, walking all over the place. You know, uh, but that was my first one. Then uh, it's my first basketball game, second grade. Moved to uh, moved to Grimsley down the road uh, when I was in third grade, and then I really that's when I really started. You know kind of focusing on basketball a little bit and uh that's what i played basketball and baseball growing up so what led to your interest in in both sports was it watching professional sports at the time or was it just family kind of a family thing what led uh, your interest in both? yeah my mom she played on the state championship i think both of them at clark range and uh, basketball basketball yes uh, my dad played baseball at clark range he was always, you know, he pushed me to play sports. Uh, he was always playing, you know, throwing and shooting. He never played basketball, but, uh, you know, they uh, was always playing. I had, whether a goal, my granny, she'd put a, she'd put a little laundry basket in the living room and uh, I'd shoot in, I'd shoot into that and we'd play around and she'd, you know, she'd throw me a ball and I'd dive on the couch. And I was just always with a ball, you know, all the time, whether it be going outside on my own or, you know, having your, having your granny throw to you and play with you and all that. Dad played with me, Mom. Uh, just really enjoyed it. I mean, I'd go out and, and imagine, you know, last-second shots. Yeah. And, you know, I'd do all the scenarios and game winners and all that stuff. But uh, that's uh, – and then my dad was a big Raiders fan, and I'm a big Raiders fan and never played football. Wow. Never did. You, we. you just never had an interest in it? Well, no, I, no, I loved it. I wanted to be a football player, but – when I moved out toward Grimsley, it was on the south end out there. There was no football. And in order to play at that time, you had to play crush, which was out here in Jamestown. And I had with, with baseball and all that going on, I just never – I don't know. It just – the timing was bad. and But I always wanted I always wanted to be a football player. That was my – that was a sport that I really wanted to play and never did. I wanted to be a quarterback. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Is it, So you didn't play football. What position would you have played? Why quarterback? Quarterback because I, I, I had a good arm. Uh, and uh, – I just love just love throwing the ball. I felt like uh, you know I could I could see things well, uh, and I was too slow to play anything else. Been probably you know I, it, we'd had been a passing team because I couldn't. There's no way I could have been a receiver or running back. I was too slow. So baseball. So w- when did you begin playing at the more competitive level for I guess for baseball and basketball? I mean you mentioned you've played both. That took up most of your time. When did you get to the competitive level? 
to where you know you started caring about winning and score was actually being kept? Oh, well, as soon as I stepped on the court, I guess you know <laughs> when I realized what was going on. I think I was. You realized it was a competition. When I realized we wanted, we wanted we wanted more points on the board. That's yeah. I was I've I've, I've always been uh, fairly competitive. I, I feel like, uh, <laughs> and then I started realizing. Uh, that I really loved it, you know. I, I wanted to, I wanted to play it uh, as long as I could. And looking back, I wish I would have put more time into baseball because I, I feel like that was my. I would have been better suited, you know, moving on baseball wise. Uh, but I loved them both, basketball and baseball both. What position did you play in baseball? Pitcher and shortstop. Pitcher and shortstop. Is that a hard transition going back and forth between those two? Uh, yeah. When you're, when you're. Uh, when you're, uh, I guess high school wise, especially, you know, you go the season ends and like, if you go long enough, about the first of March or it did back at that time, and you're instantly going right into baseball. And I always, I would try to throw during the season, but it just seemed like it affected my shot. I didn't, I don't know if it's okay. weird. I didn't, I didn't shoot as well. Kind of that muscle memory. Yeah, I don't. I just didn't. I didn't shoot as well when I was throwing. So then I'm coming in, and it kind of you kind of develop some shoulder and elbow problems when you're coming straight in. You know, from not throwing and pitching and all that to pitching as many games as possible. And, it, you know, it was it was a tough transition. That's also back before. I know in Little League now you've got, like, pitch count and all that. Yeah, there and wasn't any pitch counts. Say, that was complete, had to be completely A fun different. fact for you here, we uh, <laughs> my sophomore year, a freshman year at Clark Ranch, we won one game. Uh, that was the first game they'd won in two years. And I was like, I was used to playing competitive baseball, and these guys are like we won the World Series. I'm like, what's going on? Well, my sophomore year, we play. We end up playing uh, Red Bull and Springs in the district semifinals. And at this time, Monterey is just the, the greatest baseball program in the district. You know, uh, I think Coach Looper was there, and just a great program. Well. We end up beating Red Bowling to make it to the district tournament. So we're going, and I don't know if somebody can fact check this, but we, we're, uh, I want to say it was Clark Ranger's first region appearance in forever or at least 30, I don't know. Yeah. Some people Some people said they hadn't been. Some people said it had been so many years they couldn't count. Well, anyway, so I pitched that whole Red Bowling Springs game, and there was a rule uh, you can't pitch more than uh, – something like 10 innings on consecutive day. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, we'd ask the umpire, tournament directors. They said there wasn't any rule in the tournament. So I end up coming into the Monterey game. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, long story short, I pitched like in one extra inning. Get a call the next morning from the coach. Hey, we're having to forfeit the game. It's been protested. You pitched too many innings. So Red Bull and Springs took our place. We didn't get a go. But we ended up making it to next year. But that was uh, – <laughs> I thought that was uh, that was a neat little story there. We uh, pitched too many innings. I'm about to say, if you did that nowadays, people would probably riot because I don't know what the rule is in little league or in, in, in high school about. I think in little league, it's like you know, if you pitch like 80 plus pitches, you uh, yeah. can't throw for like three days. Yeah, I want to say my son, he, he's uh, he's going to be nine and ten year old, and I'm I'm coaching that, and I think they I'd asked the other day, and I think it's 75. So, for I'm like, man, we. Uh, you know, you're having a bad game. You throw 75 and one in and balls, <laughs> balls everywhere. But, Sam, you don't have command. You can't yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, back in those days, and, of course, I've got – I've still got shoulder trouble. But, you know, definitely you had two – we had two pitchers, you know, and that was it. Nowadays you've got – like here here at York High School, I mean, they've probably got six or seven guys that they go through. We don't – now, 
or back then, you know, we just had two of us, and you pitched as long as you could, and your arm started hurting. You took, so, you took yeah, yeah, then they take you out. Yeah. So, talk about playing shortstop, because obviously, I think that a lot of people that follow the game of baseball closely know that's probably the toughest defensive position on the diamond, outside of maybe center field and catcher. Talk about how difficult a position that is to play. Uh, shortstop, it was. Uh, I mean, I loved it. As long as you're getting, you know, you're getting hits and, and there's some action going on out there. Very boring. Baseball's a very boring sport. If they're, I mean, if you're not pitching, and if if nobody's hitting, but uh, short stuff was you always had to be aware. You're backing everybody up. You know, third base, second base, uh, letting everybody know what's going on, keeping everybody involved in the game. Uh, and when I, I planned, I wanted to play short stuff when I went on to college. Uh, I was at Rome State, and I was watching. Uh, I was watching the shortstops there, and I'm like, I can play shortstop. And then I look, and they they send the real shortstops out. And I'm like, no, not quick enough. (laughs) Uh, And and just a little junior college, just a little junior college, there was no way I could play the infield. My speed wasn't good, uh, wasn't good enough, so I stuck to pitching there for a couple years, and, uh, and the baseball career was over. That's a, in a like that, how important is reaction time in a position like that, especially at the collegiate level? Oh, you've got you, yeah, you've got to be you've got to know tendencies of batter. You've got to know. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff uh, that you don't realize on a high school level. I mean, I got there, I'm a little old Clark Range. I get to Rome State, and Rome State's by no means, you know, it, it wasn't a powerhouse program or anything. But the the things that the guys knew, you know, it was just it was amazing. Everything that the things that I didn't know. You know, guys that, you know, you're better than these guys, but they know so much more than you do. You're just getting up there and throwing a ball. I mean, they've got a, you know, they've got pitching coaches and all this stuff. It was just a big, it was just a big culture shock, I guess you'd say, as far as as baseball goes. So talk about when you were learning these games, coaches that made impacts on you, not just on the field, but off it as well. Uh, well, obviously my dad, you know, he, he, uh, he coached me all the way up, you know, helped out with high school, like I said, uh, you know, Mike Crouch, he's a guy, he passed away uh, a couple years ago. I always saw him coaching. I mean, he, was co- he coached everything, basketball. Uh, just He was always helping kids out. I mean, he took an interest in And, uh, you know, you could see him 10 years down. He called me five, you know, I'm 37 years old, and I'd see him, hey, five, you know, my old, my old number. Uh, you know, just guys like that. Uh, Marty Walker coached me in, uh, in elementary school at Grimsley, and I really – uh, you know, his discipline was really kind of something that stuck with me. You know, being, you know, kind of being a disciplinarian, not putting up with, uh, you know, goofing around and all that. You know, uh, we did a lot of running. Uh, you know, some people might frown upon that kind of stuff, but it really, in my opinion, you know, it toughens you up. It makes you, it makes you a tough player, and that's that's kind of, you know, that's probably the biggest thing as far as coaching goes is just that disciplinary. You know, we're not out here goofing around. We're here for a reason. Uh, you know, and that's that's probably the the biggest thing I learned as far as picking up from coaching wise. How much did that influence the kind of coach you are today? Uh, tremendously. I mean, I've I've mellowed I've mellowed a lot, <laughs> uh, but you know, my my elementary days, uh, York Elementary, uh, we practiced we probably practiced harder conditioning wise, especially I think uh, I think anyone that's that's played for me in the past would 
probably agree. Uh, we, we, you know, our, our, our practices were harder than high school practices. And I told them I wanted them to be prepared for when they got to high school. You know, I didn't want them to be any, have any excuses about anything when they got there. If you got cut, I wanted to be with just because somebody was better, you know, not because you weren't prepared and you weren't tough enough. And uh, but like I said, I've I've mellowed out on that. We're, <laughs> we're we've not uh, we don't bring the pain train out as much here as as, as we used to. But uh, just you've got to, in my opinion, you've got to have uh, you've got to have the discipline part in it you can't i just don't i mean we're not gonna waste time people goofing around and you know you have fun when you're winning and playing good in my opinion uh you know it's not fun you know if, if you're goofing around and having a great time you get out there and get beat and you look you know you look bad then you know that's not real fun to me but uh i picked up the you know the chemistry and i've just kind of learned over the years you keep the drama out you keep the selfishness out uh that's what it's all about you know whether you win or lose then you know you're having fun you can have fun and get beat then if you don't have the selfishness if you don't have the drama you know if you don't have the bad attitudes and all that and uh kind of learn that just you know i guess on the go as you coach you know this is things that i want to that i want to try to build but uh the biggest thing learning from other coaches was definitely the discipline the discipline part so you say you've mellowed out what your current players say that you've mellowed out or do they still i would say yeah, you know well i mean they, yeah they they know i love them but at yeah. the same time you know i love my boys and uh you know i get on to them sometimes too but uh <laughs> you know they uh some of them, I, you know, I coached at several of them at York Elementary, and I would definitely say that I, they would probably agree that I've, that I've mellowed out since I was there. But uh, I've tried, you know, I've, I've adapted. You know, you try to change a little bit, try to figure out what's good and what's bad. And I've, I've learned over the years, the holler, you know, the hollering and constant screaming at the game during the game is not, uh, you know, it's not beneficial because, I mean, you've got that same tone all the time. You're hollering, oh, what's the point in hollering? Because that's the same you know, you're using that same tone. Some saying some kid, you know, you've got to know what you're dealing with. You know, you can get onto one player one way, and you try to get on another player the same way. That's not going to be. It's not going to work. It's just like everyday life. You can talk to people differently, and uh, you know that's something I've learned as I've uh, kind of grew as a coach. So, talk about when you first got to the high school level. Were there any challenges as far as kind of moving up in competition? Because I know for some people. They say that, you know, you play a game, you know, through middle school, like baseball, basketball, football, you get to the high school level and you make that jump. In some places, it doesn't even feel like the same sport. Yeah, when I, when I, when I played at Clark Range, we actually had, at that time, the seventh and eighth grade was at the high school. So there was talk that I might move up in my eighth grade year and play on the high school team because I think they had an injury or something like that. I can't remember. That never ended up happening. And, uh, I mean, I thought I was a pretty good basketball player. And then my freshman year, I get there. And the change of pace was so much faster. I mean, it was so much faster. And uh, my coach at the time, he uh, he was on me. All, I mean, just constantly, you know, pick it up like I was going. You know, I wasn't giving it all I had. But it was just like, man, it was so fast, and I couldn't I couldn't believe it was so fast. Uh, so that was definitely it, but that was a shock on just the speed of, of the game because you you know Both sports or. baseball. No, baseball was the same. I mean, other than a little velocity and you know. Uh, on the mound, the uh, baseball was smooth transition because you're playing, you know, the field's the same, the distance the same, all that. Uh, you know, you might have somebody throw a little harder, but other than that, basketball, you go from eighth grade to high school, especially with, the, you know, boy-wise, it's just so much faster. Or at that time it was. I imagine it's still the same now. But that was the biggest thing I remember was, like, just how how 
different the speed wise the tempo and everything was and it was it took me a little bit to get used to it who was your coach of basketball who was your coach at Clark Ramsey time that, my freshman year I had Steve Ramsey and then uh, coach Powell took over okay. my sophomore year that's got to be uh, y'all have to have an interesting dynamic now yeah you oh, know he's like man he said you coach you don't coach anything <laughs> like you played I said I know I'm trying to you know I want good players I want I want good attitudes and uh I had, you know, I didn't have a great attitude as a player, uh, and it's, and I want to coach like I, you know, I want to do. I wasn't a good defensive player. I didn't take, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on defense uh, as a player. I just, you know, wanted to pass, wanted to shoot, and uh, I try to coach my players to be the opposite of what I was. You know, I want them getting after, I want them having great attitudes, I want them playing great defense. Uh, you know, and in offense, we don't, you know shoot the ball if you want to that's fine whatever but you know we want I want great effort and great attitude and honestly that's something I can say that I didn't have I had had pretty good effort on the offensive end but uh you know attitude wise and effort wise was not my that's not my strong suit as a player and uh you know as you get older you realize that stuff and and you try to make sure that that you don't let anybody that's what I always tell my players I'm not gonna let you get by with things I got you know I got away with and uh you know hopefully they'll Hopefully they'll take it to heart. And then baseball, who was your coach? Uh, actually had uh, I think Marty Walker my freshman year, and then uh, David Wright was the next three years. He was like the he was the official coach, but Mike Crouch and, and my dad helped him out. Uh, yeah, it was just it, you know the, the baseball the baseball time was basically you know a bunch of guys that like baseball just going out there and playing you know it wasn't there wasn't anything more to it i mean we're just going out there and hoping we're better than you because it wasn't you know there was no strategy at all in place i might say how different was the feel between like basketball practice at clark range compared to baseball was the, oh was yeah you know different? yeah you know coach Powell. he you know you got your practice plan you got your drills you're doing every day uh you know baseball practice was <laughs> You know, you get out, take a little BP, hit some ground balls, you know, and that's about it. Uh, but, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, yeah, it was just a completely different, you know, the structure. And uh, baseball, and I think most <laughs> most people will agree, anybody's played baseball, baseball is a lot more laid back, you know, kind of have a good time. Uh, the programs that I've seen anyway, that's why I don't think I could coach baseball. I think we <laughs> – they have a little. They have a little too much fun and uh, just the goofing around part. But that's just the way. That's just a baseball. That's just a baseball thing. You know, there's so much downtime and there's so much sitting around that you, you got to keep things loose, I guess. So that was. I was going to ask that a little <clears> bit later, but I'll ask it as you brought it up. Was there ever a thought to want to coach baseball on your end? Actually, the thing, uh, coaching wise, I thought if I ever coached anything that it would be baseball. Okay. And the biggest reason was when I got to Rome State, I didn't know anything at all. Like I said, you know, as far as any type of, like, you know, fundamental mechanic stuff, any of this, you know, all this stuff these other guys knew. And I'm like, man, you know, I don't want somebody else that might have a chance, you know, to make it on somewhere and not knowing anything, you know. So I, I, at the time I was like, you know, I, I want to learn about baseball and I'll get out there, you know, maybe coach someday and try to try to pass the word along. And uh, ended up I got my first job at uh, York Elementary and uh, – the director of schools, Mike Jones, at the time, he said, uh, he called, he said, I, I'm going to hire you as a PE teacher. He said, but you've got, you've got to coach basketball. And I'm like, man, I don't want to coach basketball. He said, well, you kind of got to. It's worked out, I think. And I'm like, all right. So, yeah, we've we there, been there, and the only baseball, I'm coaching a T-ball at 7 and 8 and 9 and 10 right now for my boys. 
But uh, that's the only baseball I've been so far at, you know, so far gone from it. I couldn't imagine trying to coach it now. And, uh, so, but so is there at this point? Is there just no thought whatsoever <laughs> to want to want to coach it, or is basketball kind of what you're? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, not on the high school level. You know, coaching my boys through, uh, you know, now when they get a little older, when they can start getting toward high school, I might start trying to creep creep around there and maybe creep in. See, it depends. You don't know where you're going to be at and all that. Uh, but we've got so much going on. I'm just trying to I'm trying to focus as much time on them that I can. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to – I don't want to spread myself out too far where they're not going to be able to be involved because that's, you know, they're number one. So so you told the story about, you know, throwing too many innings and, and being replaced in the region tournament. You, said, you talked about making it – you did make it the next year, though. Uh, talk about how how y'all got there. <clears throat> we uh, – the next year, we uh, – actually, we played – first. I guess my sophomore year, we won – I think we went like 14 and seven, something like that. One of the best records, you know, the year before we'd only won one game. Yeah. Uh, it's a big turnaround too. Yeah, huge turnaround. And uh, we ended up, we went, uh, I don't remember what our record was, a junior year. But uh, we had, I guess we had, at that time we still had, we had another, we had a knuckleball guy, I think, a knuckleballer. Uh, he was our other pitcher. And so we still had him. Moved on. We ended up playing at uh, Friendship Christian. I think is where we went on in the region, and then uh, got beat down there. My arm was just—I mean, I—I I, I think I went about four innings, and I said, "I can keep going, but it's about to get bad." I think it's like one zero, maybe going into the fourth, or yeah. coming out of the fourth. And uh, I said, "I can keep going, but it's about to get bad." And uh, I said, "Well, give, give it all you can." And I said, "All right." And I think maybe the next three pitches, you know, just crushed. I said, you better get me if we got a chance. Cause that, you know, and so they got me, and we ended up getting beat. I don't know, I think maybe run ruled or something by that time. But uh, And then turned around, we didn't, I think, senior year. I don't even think we made it out of the region, or made it out of the district, uh, and still had, basically had the same team. So that was a disappointing year. Uh, but, you know, that was back to the focus, you know, not being focused. And uh, yeah, I've learned a lot from my past, and I try to – I try to avoid let help others avoid the mistakes that I made and all that, and uh, you know that's 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 one of the main things I try to do, coach. And you know, don't be like I was. So, how different? You mentioned going and playing your own state. I don't want to age you, but what, what kind of what year was your senior year at high school? What was that? graduated in '03. Okay. Uh, yeah, graduated in '03. Went on to Rome State for a couple of years, and then. Uh, Went on to Tech. Didn't the playing days were over? I was gonna have to have shoulder surgery, and it just wasn't gonna happen. So, how different was the recruiting process then compared to now? Oh, extremely. Nobody knew who. I mean, but so there was no social media. No, at that time. I mean nobody knew who Clark Range was. I mean, and the travel ball stuff is what's amazing to me. Then you know now, I mean everybody played baseball. Everybody's traveling around all over the place. Then nobody even knew what travel ball was. I mean in Clark Range anyway, we didn't. You know, that's what I'm saying. We, there was just no – I can't imagine having all the tools now, uh, you know, back then. Because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of players that, you know, could have went on and done so that didn't – I mean, they just didn't have the access, didn't know. I mean, if your coach probably wasn't beating the door down, uh, you know, you probably weren't getting getting any looks at all. But I ended up going to Rome State. Had, uh, I was going to go to Cumberland, and my cousin talked me out of it. <laughs> Because he was at Rome State, okay. and uh, he ended up dropping out before, before the semester started. So I was uh, like, "Yeah, thanks, man." But uh, yeah, I mean, it was you learn a lot. 
you know, and hopefully, hopefully help uh, help others avoid the mistakes you made, and hopefully help others that that, that might want to go on, you know, help reach out for them. Uh, you know, anybody that's that that wants to further their career, you know, I'm all for I'm all for helping them out. So a lot of people, when I talk about, you know, how different recruiting is, they'll say that, you know, now obviously a lot of it is based around social media. A lot of it's based on Twitter and Instagram. And that might be how coaches contact you, you know, before you have, you know, phone numbers exchanged and everything. Whereas back then it was more, you know, you actually went and met with people. Was that the case for you as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't even – I don't even know. Uh, there weren't phone calls. No, was it wasn't. It, yeah, it was like you down. go – yeah, you go sit down. Uh, you know, what can you do? Put you through a little tryout, you know, see what you got, and and that's that. Uh, nowadays, yeah, I mean everything's Twitter and uh, you know all this all this stuff. It's just everything social media with it, and uh, it's it's kind of a downside to it because these people, you know, unless you see somebody in person, you don't really know. Yeah. You know, you don't know how good they are, or how they move, and all that. Because just as a coach watching film, you know, you can watch as much film as you want to, but until you see them in person, you don't really know how good they are, how quick they are, how slow they are, how big they are. So it's it's just night and day different uh, recruiting wise than, than since uh, I played. So when did the thought of coaching? When did that first come into mind for you? Didn't really think about it until after uh, probably. Probably about my third year in college, I guess, is when I thought, man, maybe I want to coach someday. You know, I don't know. Uh, but I hadn't – I wasn't set on it. I never thought about coaching basketball. Basketball, I never even thought, you know. I'm like, not happening. If it hadn't been for Mike Jones uh, when he hired me telling me, uh, I, I probably still wouldn't be coaching basketball. But uh, I guess about my third year of college and then – but I was thinking baseball the whole time and uh, ended up going for PE. And it's like, well, I'll coach PE, or I'll do PE, and then I'll coach baseball. And uh, of course, there wasn't any baseball openings yeah. when it went. And he's like, all right, I'll hire you. I'll hire you here for PE, but you know, you're going to coach basketball. So that's what I ended up doing, and been been doing it ever since. So when did when did you? I don't want to say come to accept basketball or come, but when did you first? There had to be a moment where you realized that you were starting to like coaching basketball. Uh, you're still doing it now. My first year at York Elementary, I had. Uh, eighth grade boys and I think there was maybe one guy that had played before we had this we spent like two weeks practicing pivoting and uh, fundamental stuff that you know that they didn't know the stuff that you know you've learned yeah yeah but of course I did coaching wise I didn't know what I didn't know what to expect it's not like this is exactly how everything is you've got to learn as you go and uh we we uh it was a great learning experience we won two games that year and I think uh, we only won those because we were in better shape than the team we were playing. We conditioned a lot and because uh, we weren't any good at anything else. I said, we're, well, they might beat us every game, but we're going to beat them up and down the court. And that's basically what happened. Won two games in, and then we started, you know, started building that program up, and we won, we won a lot of county championships and won, uh, I think we won a couple of James C. Hill State championships, uh, a few silver balls and all that. But it was just, you know – the, the enjoyable part about that was was seeing a kid that was not you know wasn't very good yeah. didn't know how to shoot didn't know how to dribble just seeing them progress that was the most enjoyable part about it you know uh, and then seeing them see how good they could be and, and take interest in it and uh, just just being able to teach it was more of a teaching time uh, you know teaching them the fundamentals and that, that was probably the most enjoyable part about about all that so when did you so when did you meet Mike Johnson for the first 
first time because you know he, obviously you two have he's talked a lot about you two are really good friends now you've coached for a while with him when did you meet him he at my first year I think I can't remember uh I think he might have been coaching fourth grade basketball and he was wanting to coach uh he was wanting to coach eighth grade something like that anyway they hired me as eighth grade coach of course Mike was just doing it for free day I think his son Damon was playing at the time and uh ended up you know we kind of didn't really know each other at all and, and the, the longer we went you know kind of de- developed a friendship and uh he ended up ended up coaching all the boys teams uh fourth grade sixth grade and eighth grade and he ended up uh coaching the girls and then he came to me one day and he's like you know me and Haley are butting heads too bad. You know, I, I need you to coach the girls. I'm like, there ain't no way. Too much drama. You know, too much drama. I'm not coaching them. And uh, ended up, thought about it, and ended up taking So I guess for probably two or three years, I coached fourth, sixth, and eighth boys and girls at York Elementary. And uh, it was uh, it's definitely different. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a big difference. But uh, that's how we, you know, I coached Haley and uh, – he helped. He helped. He helped me with the boys some, and we just developed a great friendship there, and we've been friends ever since. So, when did you? You see, you mentioned you know this is your third year coaching at at, a, at the high school. Um, how did how did you come into this job? Uh, had had some parents uh, when it came open this last time. Had some parents, you know, hey, you need to take this. Hey, you ought to take this. Uh, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, and there was talk, Haley was here at the time, uh, and there was talk that, you know, she might be moving somewhere else. And I'd coached her, for, I mean, been around her since she was in first grade kindergarten. And, uh, you know, some uh, some girls I'd had before, and, and I thought about it, uh, talked to some people, went ahead and you know, took the job, and it was uh, – I wasn't for sure if I made the right call, you know. And I'm, I'm, as soon as I tell him I, I, I'd take it the next morning, I'm like, oh, man, do you really want to do that? You know, do you really want to do that? But I don't regret anything about it now. I mean, looking back on it, it's one of the best things that, that I've done. And uh, I'm just I'm real proud to be here and, and uh, just proud of all the girls, uh, you know, staying here uh, on this end. And, uh, you know, we I, I think we've – I think we're starting to build something really good here, and, and the girls are, you know, we've got the right type of girl that we want. You know, we want the great attitudes and the great effort and the selflessness and, and the no drama. But, uh, you know, I was I, I was on the fence about what should I even try, you know, should I even, should I even try to take it. And, uh, you know, once I did, uh, after, after that, we had a game at, uh, our first game was at Tech, and we got ran off the floor, got beat by about 40. And I was like, man, you really messed up. I mean, we couldn't even get down to the floor. And uh, I'm like, what am I going to do? He was like, we're not going to win a game all season. And uh, I don't know. We ended up having a winning record. I can't remember what a record was. But uh, it was just just uh, seeing them get better and seeing everybody buy in, trying to change the culture and trying to build a program. That's been, you know, it's it's not always been easy, but it's been uh, it's been enjoyable. So you knew I was going to ask you about this because there's one game, obviously, so far in your tenure that really sticks out to a lot of people. Let's talk about let's talk about the Upperman game last year. Oh yeah, the game the game in the region tournament where, you know, I think a lot of people maybe counted this team out and said, well, you know, they'll keep it close, but Upperman will pull away late. Uh, talk about 
how we'll talk about the, the the important part of that game in a second, the part that everybody remembers. But talk about the start of that game and how you guys were able to stay in it. And, and for the most part, I think you guys were up for most of the game. We led. That's what people don't, you know. Haley's shot was uh, one in a million. Uh, but what people don't realize, we led. I think we led about the whole game, you know, mo- most of the four quarters. Uh, but we finally, the girls finally bought in. I'm not going to say bought in. They finally understood what we had to do to win uh, against them, to have a chance to win. Because they were a great team. They were picked, I think, to win it all that year. And, uh, you know, I said, we have to play slow. We're not good enough to run with them. Uh, we can't run it. We can't up and down with them. Uh, we've got to play slow down, you know, single possession, limit to possessions, and, you know, and take our best. Because our defense was our strong suit. We wanted them in a half-court defense. We couldn't guard them running and gunning. And uh, the girls did it. Well, that was their plan for the previous two games against them, and it didn't work out. Uh, because we, it, we'd start – if you'd noticed, I think both both games, we started out with that plan, and then we'd turn the ball over. And, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't defend the turnover. And uh, we limited turnovers that game, and uh, that kept us being able to play slow. Uh, and I think – I want to say we led – I think we led all four quarters. I know up until that last minute, I think minute, minute and a half, and that was my fear. I, I, I was afraid that they, once they started pressing us, I was afraid we would struggle. And that's what happened that last minute. I think we were up like four or six, something like that, and they pressed and, you know, created some turnovers and, and scored to tie it up. But uh, we definitely, we we had to slow down. We had to slow it down, play slow. And uh, the girls executed what, exactly what we wanted to do. Was that also the plan against, you know, the other game a lot of people talk about was the one where you guys not only beat Macon County, you know, ended their long winning streak they had, but you guys, you, you beat them pretty handily. Was that the plan as well, was to kind of slow the game down against them? We beat them, uh, yeah. We beat them here by 20, and uh, they played us man-to-man yeah. the whole game. And I knew any that year, anybody that played us man-to-man, we were going to be fine. We struggled against the zone that year. And uh, – the, the next the, every time after that they played us the zone we didn't really have the we didn't have the put your head down penetrate we didn't have the outside shooting uh, but that the first game here I knew and I think they had uh, I think Coach White at the time had said they had won uh, 40 straight I think they'd won 40 games in a row when we played them here and uh, we gave them good games down there man they just they shot a lot of foul shots and uh, you know they when that when they had the lead in the fourth you were going to have to foul them. Until that region uh, championship game, I think we we started pressing them late and actually created some turnovers in that one. And our defense was a little too good at the end on that one because they when they dumped down to uh, the Sanders girl for the last second shot. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, we had a little bit too much help. D. We didn't we didn't stay at home like we wanted to on that one, or that wouldn't happen. But uh, that was a that was a very solid defensive bunch last year. So let's talk about the shot. So, first of all, when when it left her hands, did you ever think it had a prayer? Uh, you've seen Haley. <laughs> you know, you know, you've seen the lack of muscle. Uh, she what was she from about the you know little little in front of the foul line? Uh, who would have thought that it would have made it that far? Uh, but it was our night. I kept telling them all night. You know, I was like, this is our night. You know, you got. I believe in you. I mean, and I really, I really felt we were going to win that game. And. Uh, you know, with what two se- you know two seconds left, down three. Do you think you're still going to win? I'm like, well, uh, you know, I don't know. And then when she hit that shot, there was no way we were losing overtime. You know, that just I mean, you're not going to beat us after that. 
Uh, so it was just, I mean, amazing. I don't know. You know Sage's little left-handed runner uh, <laughs> to get us to the state championship was pretty sweet. But just the difficulty and everything at that time, uh, that was just huge. It was huge. Amazing. So you mentioned Sage's shot. So obviously the most recent bit of news that you guys made was making your run through the state tournament and getting to the Class 2A state title game. First of all, talk about at that point how difficult it was not only to get to Murfreesboro, but to, then to win two games and beat two really good programs. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be talking about that run from y'all. And what I think a lot of people forgot was you guys were down by nine with under a minute to go in the third to Gibson County. Yeah, we got down nine and uh, never really let it creep in that we're going to lose. Uh, yeah, we got we got into foul trouble. And uh, what did the girl have? She had uh, – they had the two sisters, 20-something – well, 19 oh, and 21. Sisters, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it just everything. It just kind of it was meant. To, that was a meant to be game, you know. I, I told the girls, we're we're here for a reason. We're we're, we're going to win. We're, you know, both games we're going to win. We're going to get there. I don't know. It was just, uh, and they battled, man. They battled the whole time. That was a that was a really good team. Uh, and to be able to overcome that nine point deficit, uh, you always say, you know, you're not going to you're not going to score nine points in one possession. You got to get some stops. You got to get some scores. Very simple game basketball is. You know, stop them from scoring, go down and score. I mean, uh, now is it easy to do? No, but it's simple. You know, uh, but we had to we uh, we had to change things up defensively. We tried to pressure. Well, we didn't try. We did. We pressured. Threw some junk at them. Created some turnovers uh, and some more energy. And uh, you know, the ball bounced our way a few times there with the turnover. They threw the one out of bounds and all that. And uh, it was just a really great game. I mean, I said we played the two games we played down there, the first two. I mean, I think everybody got their money's worth. Very entertaining. Uh, and, you know, anybody that could root against these girls is crazy because, I mean, they, they've earned everything they've got. So talk about the Gatlinburg-Pittman game because you know, I think that there was a moment of doubt for a lot of people that started to creep in first when Gabby fouled out. And I think she fouled out with around four minutes remaining. About 440-something, I think. And then, and then Ellie fouls out, I think, with just under a minute left. I don't know if that, that time might be a little off. But. She, yeah, she was somewhere in, in there. And you, you know, the wind just kind of gets sucked out of you for a second. And uh, I just kept telling I told as soon as Gabby fouls out, I'm like, stay positive, stay positive. Ellie fouls out, and I'm like, stay positive, stay positive. Uh, and, man, uh, we battled, you know, to have to have uh, Emmy and Lacey and, and Josie out there with Sage and uh, – Reese, you know, all the same time. That's that's a that's a grouping that we don't play together. You know, I mean, they you know they. That you might play like one or two of those. Yeah, I mean, you know, one or yeah, you know, Emmy and Lacey might be in some at the same time, or maybe Lacey and uh, Josie, or but it's never the three all there together. And uh, none of us had been together out there, you know, for a for a late game, uh, you know, just a tight finish back and forth. For, you know, well, our, our first but our first five hadn't been out there for that, so. For them to come up in that big a stage, you know, Josie hitting another crucial, crucial two footer. That was the one I was going to ask about because it feels like you know everyone talks about Sage's shot, rightfully so. Yeah. But I feel like not enough people talked about Josie Linder, you know, I, making you know, a game time show. And I told Josie, I said, "You're going to win this game for us. You're going <laughs> to win this game for us." She went. She shot the. That was before she shot her foul shots. She missed her first one, hit her second one, hits that game time. You know, and and that's that's. That's a nerve. That's that's a that's a nervous. That's a nervous one. Like, oh man, if you're not, if you're not confident right there, you may sling that one over the backboard. But Josie'd hit that same shot. 
she'd hit that well not the same but close against community in the substate yeah. to help to help i think build us a three a four point lead something like that that was huge so she's she'd hit it before but to hit that one i mean you know we don't make it to overtime if she doesn't score right there and i think a lot of people that say that's an easy shot forget that you know seconds later on that same you know, that same sequence they had a chance for they, the game they had winner a chance they had a chance with it felt like nobody within three feet of the girl just over lazy it was, it, uh, how much time was left yeah yeah i mean she had a i mean that's a game winner for her right there you know easy you know point blank of course we had a lot of point blanks herself dear you know and we missed but uh you know it's it, then when that one was missed it's like we're not it's meant to be it's it's happening we're winning this game and i think that gave the girls confidence you know it's like we, I, she should have hit that i don't know if you've seen it there's a, fo- a great photo that kaylee got of, of you when the buzzer sounded at, at the end of the second uh, or at the end of the game well, you kind of just, you were just like, fine. Yeah, I mean, I, man, over. it was just, you know, you've got your two, you've got your two starters, you got two starters foul out, you're battling through. I mean, just like, what's, you know, what's going to happen next? Uh, and you can't, you can't, you, you can't stop, you can't stop the post uh, yeah. for Gatlinburg Pittman because you got to, you know, you got to, you, you're trying to play behind her. And then, because you know, you can set up charges, take one charge, and then they don't call anymore. And, uh, if you if you front her, they're just going to throw over the top all day long. Josie actually came in. A lot of people don't probably didn't realize this. Josie came in there and played some junk defense. That she did the same thing in the community, clogging that paint up on third. You know, so we could front and back. And then we were just we were gambling. I mean, if they we were leaving people open, and you look dumb if they hit the shots, and you look like a genius if they miss them. And luckily they missed them because I mean, uh, we were just gambling, and, and that's a part. You know, if you think it's your night, you know, you got to gamble a little bit to to try to make things happen. And luckily it worked out for us. Over over those three or four days, talk about the community support as well because if you know we were there for most of the games throughout the entirety of the tur- of all the tournaments. And it felt like Jamestown really came out in droves to support this team. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't get to watch all the games, but I just, I didn't see, I didn't see a fan base bigger than ours there. I didn't see a fan base louder than ours. And the uh, crowds on Saturday definitely dropped off. Yeah. After that. Well, after, and after, it, after y'all in Upperman, I feel like yeah. it really dropped off. And to have that many people down, because we didn't, you know, we had what five or six inches of snow up here. People don't, a lot of people don't realize, uh, you know, and people to still come. Uh, you know that, and we didn't get it. We didn't take a pep bus that day. We didn't take any pep buses. So for people to make that drive uh, in the snow, it was you. I mean, the community support been all year. I mean, it's been outstanding. Uh, but especially for this, you know, for this run and the fan base, we had a lot of people come down to community. Uh, you know, two and a half hours away. Uh, but it's just been amazing. The community's been so great supporting these girls and. It's a big – people don't – I mean, I don't know if they do or not, but when you've got a bunch of people in the stands, that's a confidence booster, you know, because I've had teams before, uh, you know, against a big fan base, and then you don't have a big fan base. Well, they can get in your head a little bit, you know, if you're not mentally strong. And uh, it's just a it's just a confidence booster to, to the girls of having – knowing, hey, there's people here cheering us on. And uh, it's just been fantastic. So you've mentioned them a couple times throughout this. Uh, before we, you know, close this out, I wanted to ask you about this specifically. Uh, how how important and how much is it meant to you to be able to, you know, enjoy all of this and have your sons along for the ride? Oh, it's it's been amazing. Uh, that was one of the first. That was probably the first question when when I interviewed here. Uh, you know, I asked him. I'm like, what what are you all? You know, are you okay with my boys? You know, coming on a bus, are you okay with them being around the bench? Because if you're not, this we're not having this kind of, you know, I, I don't, I'm not interested. 
and uh you know the administration at that time they you know they were oh yeah you know that's fine i don't know if they understood exactly yeah you know, how much my, how much my boys were going to be with me but uh i want them there i mean if they're not there with me if i'm having to miss stuff for them i'm not going to coach and i love coaching i love these girls but uh you know my my boys are number one and if they can't be with me i i i, I don't i don't, don't want to be here i don't want to you know but they can luckily so uh as you can see, I mean, most games are on the bench. Uh, Jax was trying to be – he was wanting to be the video man at the state tournament, but I said, you're staying, you're staying here. Uh, so it's just – I mean, they get – and they don't realize how, you know, special that is. Not just, you know, that to look back on, but to me. I mean, I've, it's, it's just a great feeling having your boys right there enjoying all this stuff with you. Uh, you know, some of the best pitchers we've had, you know, you'll see Jax is in there. The celebration, you don't see a celebration pitcher, and he's right there. Or Dooley's there, uh, but the, the, they don't understand right now how, you know, how meaningful it is, and uh, you know I think they'll look back and and, and be glad that that they were there. Uh, and and Bruce Whittingham, when I got here, he, he was like, you know, he said, make sure you don't forget about your boys, you know. And he was a coach uh, years ago. And he's like, you know, always. He said he missed a lot of stuff with his kids, uh, coaching wise and all that. And he said that was one of his regrets he had. And I said that's. I'm gonna make sure that one don't happen because you know they're only little ones and uh, you know this coaching thing you can do it wherever, whenever. But you know those boys are, you know most important and it just means a lot. You know administration being fine with them being here, you know that's great. Uh, but if we're just you know it's just we're just a basketball family and uh, you know I wouldn't do it without them and if they couldn't be there and I'm just glad to tear. They, they enjoy it, you know, and they want to be there. You know, they're keeping the books, and I'm looking over at Jax, you know, how many threes have they hit? And, you know, sometimes he's got it right, and sometimes he forgot. So, <laughs> but it's just, man, it's just been an awesome ending to the season. So, the way I end all these off, so give give some advice out there for the younger generation of athletes. What What is a piece of advice you would give them to make it where you made it, to be able to play a collegiate sport and then to, you know, be as successful as you've been as early on as a coach as you have been? And then what is also some advice you'd give your younger self? Uh, younger self, uh, I would, you know, you need to have a great attitude. You need to – I feel uh, like I knew that one was Yeah, coming. you got – yeah, yeah, you know uh, – you need some leadership, uh, but uh, younger self, just a more focus, more dedication, uh, taking things more serious, uh, but having a better attitude. It all starts with attitude, and that would have been uh, having a better attitude. Uh, future players, anybody that's wanting, and I tell my players this all the time, I'm like, it's not that complicated to be good these days because you see, I mean, back when I played, when I was younger, everybody's outside playing. Technology's ruined ruined everybody. Uh, all you got to do is get out and practice a little bit on your own. You know, get out. But nobody does that anymore. Uh, I said back, you know, 20 years ago, everybody on the team could pass a ball, uh, catch a ball, dribble a ball, shoot a ball. Now, you know, that's not the case a lot of times. You know, you've got people, but who's you know, who, who's the best at it? Uh, so I would just say, you know, develop. Just you know, put the phones down. Put the video games down and get out and practice, you know, get some shot. And they're not even basketball, whatever it may be. They're all ball up in the air. Uh, but nobody, you know, I'm not going to say nobody, but you just don't drive down the road and see kids out, you know, playing. And uh, that's something I stress to my own. Uh, you know, if you want to play, get out there, do it now. Of course, I don't really have to say anything about it because that's what they're always wanting to do anyway. It's like, Dad, come on, let's go. But, 
I would just say have a great attitude. Don't take anything for granted. Uh, practice because you only, you know, you only get the opportunity to move on once. I mean, as far as college goes and all that. Uh, definitely got to get your name out there these days uh, to be recognized. Uh, but just have a great attitude and, and great work ethic. Uh, I mean, for me anyway, I don't want a player has got a bad attitude. I don't, you know, if you're not going to work, go somewhere else. We don't want you. Uh, selfishness, don't be a selfish person. Enjoy other people's success, you know. Just because they're having success doesn't mean you can't too. Uh, but just work hard and have a great attitude. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, and don't ever give up. You know, whatever might happen, don't ever give up. Once again, that was former Clark Range baseball and basketball player and current York Institute Dragonettes head coach, Michael Green.